Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Levi, and thanks for joining us today. As we begin our prayer and reading today, let's start off by taking a moment to pause and to be still and be aware of God's presence. Let's take a moment to share with the Lord where we're at and what we're thinking and feeling, as well as thank him for all that he's done, is doing, and will do. prayer of praise. O God, the source of eternal light, shed forth your unending light upon us who watch for you, that our lips may praise you, our lives may bless you, and our worship today give you glory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, as I read your words in scripture, I ask Holy Spirit that you lead me give me understanding. Lord, I ask that you would draw near and meet with me and lead me into your kingdom today. I'm going to be reading from John chapter 20 in the Christian Standard Bible. On the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark. She saw the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she went running to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said to them, They've taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. At that, Peter and the other disciple went out, heading to the tomb. And the two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and got to the tomb first. Stooping down, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he did not go in. Then following him, Simon Peter also came. He entered the tomb and saw the linen cloths lying there. The wrapping that he that had been on his head was not lying with the linen cloths, but was folded up in a separate place by itself. The other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, then also went in, saw, and believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to the place where they were staying. But Mary stood outside the tomb, crying. As she was crying, she stooped to look into the tomb. She, taught, she saw two angels in white sitting where Jesus' body had been laying one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you crying? Because they've taken away my Lord, she told them, and I don't know where they've put him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know it was Jesus. Woman, Jesus said to her, Why are you crying? Who is it that you are seeking? Supposing he was the gardener, she replied, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary, turning around, She said to him in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus told her, since I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and tell them that I am ascending to my Father and your Father, and to my God and your God. 
Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and she told them what he had said to her. When it was evening on the first day of the week, the disciples were gathering together with the doors locked because they feared the Jews. Jesus came, stood among them, and said to them, Peace be with you. Having said this, he shown them, shown them his hands and his side, so the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you, as the Father had sent me, and I also sent you. After saying this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them, and if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples were telling him, We've seen the Lord. But he said to them, If I don't see the mark of the nails in his hands, put my finger in the mark of his nails, and put my hand into his side, I will never believe. A week later his disciples were indoors again, and Thomas was with them. Even though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and look at my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Don't be faithless, but believe. Thomas responded to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, and they are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. So reflecting on this chapter, there is so much that could be discussed. Uh, We could talk about how it's funny that John made it a point to write down that he beat Peter in a running contest to the tomb. Um, or that Jesus seems to be somewhat of a teleporter all of a sudden, which is kind of wild when you think about it. Um, But I think the point of this chapter really has to do with the eyewitness accounts of the disciples seeing the risen Lord and then fighting their doubts about it. I know many of us want to point and laugh at Thomas for doubting that Jesus rose from the dead. But when I think about it, I'm pretty sure that doubting that someone rose from the dead is a pretty reasonable doubt to have. It, and isn't that really why the resurrection story is so amazing? Sure, the big picture is that God in the flesh defeated death, which doesn't seem that hard to believe for God to do. But when all you know Jesus to be is a mere mortal man who literally was tortured and killed right in front of you, it's hard to imagine a resurrection after that. I mean, scripture says he was pretty much beaten to the point where he was hardly recognizable as a man. I don't know about you, but I would probably doubt the resurrection as well, given the scene. And this is why see this is why I see Thomas say something like, I won't believe unless I literally get to touch the wounds in his body, uh, you know, whilst he stands alive in front of me. And of course, Jesus actually grants this request to Thomas, and he says the wonderful line, My Lord and my God, clearly indicating that Thomas believed Jesus to be God in the flesh, the divine creator he's been taught about his entire life is standing in front of him, a victor over death itself. And I love that Jesus, I love what Jesus says after this, because you have seen me, you believe. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And you know, for about 2000 years, we have witnessed generations of men and women who believe the resurrection story and yet have not been granted the same request that Thomas had. I don't know about you, but I haven't put my fingers in Jesus's wounds. So already The story pronounces a blessing of us, church, because we are the ones who believe without seeing. So something I want us to take a moment to think about is this. God may not grant you signs and wonders to promote belief, 
you may live your entire Christian life without seeing anything miraculous, such as a resurrection. But do you believe without seeing? And is that good enough for you? If so, count it a blessing that you have been granted such faith. Jesus said that it is better that he leaves so that the Holy Spirit may come. If you believe without seeing, it is because the Holy Spirit bears witness to the truth of the resurrection in your heart. And John finishes this chapter by saying, These are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Heavenly Father, we thank you for such a wonderful story. We thank you that it's not just a tale, that it's not just a myth, but that it's real life, that your son, the Lord Jesus, has come, he has died, he has risen indeed, and he has ascended to your right hand. And Lord, you have sent us the Holy Spirit to promote faith in us so that we can, for the however many thousands of years you wait to come back, can still believe this story without seeing it for ourselves without being like Thomas and demanding that we get to see the scars on your body. And so, Lord, we thank you for such faith. We thank you that you've granted us to have such faith and to believe in your goodness, in your power, and in the resurrection of our Lord. We thank you that we we get to, you know, unlike many of our, our, our peers today, that we get to believe in such a wonderful, miraculous event. And, Lord, that doesn't make us any better than anyone else but it is only through the Holy Spirit that we get to believe in your name. And so, Lord, thank you for granting us faith. 
Thank you for granting us the ability or the, the thought or whatever to believe in this story, to believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so Lord, we pray that through our lives and by our prayers, may your kingdom come. Amen.